All right, welcome everybody to the Minnesota Swim and Vibecast. I am Mark Seguin, and today our special guest is Maddie Jankowski. Uh, she works at the University of Minnesota, and she is going to talk to us today about what every swimmer wants to talk about, eating, and how to be better at it. So Maddie, why don't you give us a little background on uh, what you do at the U and uh, how you can help. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, hi, everyone. Thank you for having me on the podcast, Mark. Uh, so... I am a registered dietitian. I've been working at the University of Minnesota, uh, started as volunteering and then working now part-time for the past about two years, mostly with uh, the rowing team. I'm starting with the tennis team for sports performance nutrition. Uh, and I also am a part of a private practice that does individual counseling for lots of different states I'm able to be licensed in and um, am able to provide those individual services and sessions, educations to lots of different student athletes and then uh, people just in the in the public. Do you find there's any difference between the different sports when it comes to nutrition? Just out of curiosity, because you're supporting quite a few different ones. Yeah, I would say there's a couple like uh, different details with it that makes it a little bit different, right? So like with swimming, for example, you do have to kind of keep in mind like there might be multiple races or things like that where rowing, they sometimes have a couple or they're training for just like one two minute hardcore <laughs> uh, kind of sprint thing as well. Sure. So sure. It, I think there's some details with that part that can be different and um even keeping in mind too, with swimming of like, you guys are a lot of times on your back or all the way forward. So there can be like reflux issues with that. And so all, all those different kind of dynamics, I would say it plays into the little differences with it, but otherwise uh, generally kind of the overall arching nutrition stuff is going to be similar. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Good to know. And we can't eat when we swim. I know this. I've right. tried. That would be very hard to do. Yes. I know. All right. So first thing I want to talk about is fueling. So I look at nutrition mm -hmm. kind of at least around swimming as fueling for performance and uh, eating for recovery. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about fueling for performance. What does that look like for a swimmer, for a practice or for a meet? Uh, and why is it mm -hmm. important? Totally. Very important, right? So uh, why is it important? I mean, uh, obviously we're going to need that energy just to live and do our basic body functions. But then on top of that, athletes, uh, they need more to be able to support that activity. So I think kind of just a general concept to our, all of our food is broken down into three macronutrients, they're called. So carbs, protein, and fat. Basically, all foods are going to fit into one of those categories. Uh, so overall, Carbs and protein are mostly highlighted for athletes, right? Because we need more carbs in order to fuel for our performance, our activity. And then protein is very helpful for repairing and that kind of piece with muscles that have been broken down. But I think it's important to not forget about fat as well, uh, just because overall you need more calories in a day, right? So fat needs also increase for athletes. So don't let that one be kind of forgotten about, Um and it is just as important to make sure you're getting that in order to stay performing well and for your body to stay well uh, to support all of that activity. Right. So. Um, so, yeah, I would say those are kind of the overall pieces with it. And then for 
carbohydrates, that one's going to be really helpful for before and during, if able, <laughs> during your activity, <laughs> right? Um, and that's because that one's a limited amount of storage in the body. So that one we have to replenish very, very often, uh, just because we can only store so much in our muscles and in our liver, right? So that one is what we use up for activity for the most part. And what is limited storage? So that one we have to stay really, really on top of uh, to be able to give our body what it needs to perform well. So yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, <laughs> I assume all carbs aren't created equal, correct? Like, what are better carbs and what are not so good carbs when I'm looking at fueling before a practice or for a meet? I mean, obviously, I need it for energy, but I don't mm -hmm. think every carb is created equal. Totally. Yeah. So just kind of a little bit more background too about myself. I am also an eating disorder dietitian. So I primarily work with eating disorders and athletes. So my uh, philosophy overall, right, is there aren't any good or bad foods and also that all foods can fit at certain times and places. With that being said, of course, with athletes, there are certain times and places when some food is not going to be helpful, right? Uh, we don't want to have something with way too much fiber, protein, uh, fat right before we get into the pool. That's not going to sit very well and not fuel us very well. Um, so that's kind of my overall philosophy too of having letting there not be any shame or guilt around food but with that being said of course yes there are some better options that will help your performance in the pool uh that are better suited for that so that would be things more along the lines of like simple carbohydrates because it doesn't have a lot of that fiber in it so when athletes a lot of the time ask me about like oh is sugar should i be avoiding that should i not have that that's honestly going to be the easiest thing for you to digest and use up and get in your body and muscles quickly to help support your performance. So different things like uh, fruit snacks, fruit leather, applesauce, sports drinks, gels, pretzels, you name it. Those are kind of things that will be more simple and easy for your body to digest use up. And then once you're after your performance or doing your meats or whatever it might be, then you can have something with a little bit more sustenance. Um, and hopefully you had a good breakfast, right? <laughs> Before yeah. then. Yeah. We'll talk <laughs> about that in a little bit later about the kind of grander yeah. picture of, of eating mm -hmm. in general. So simple carbohydrates, sugars, <laughs> not the end of the world. Um, mm -hmm. Any food's probably better than no food. Um, correct. Correct. Right? I like, agree that's kind of a, a good theory to live by um, mm -hmm. and things like fruits. And what about bars? I see a lot of kids eating like uh, cereal bars, Nutri-Grain bars, things like that. Where do those fall on the mm -hmm. spectrum of solid foods to eat before a practice or a meat to help you fuel? Totally. So there's so many different kinds of bars. So yeah. I think keeping that part in mind where it's yep. like, okay, which, which one is appropriate for before and then maybe yeah. which are some that are better for after. So I would say if they are primarily like simple carbohydrates, like let's say chewy bars, um, Nutri-Grain bars, fruit, kind of more base bars, those will be all totally fine, easy to digest, uh, good to have for before but then some that are like we want to wait till after <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's going to be like a cliff bar like wow yeah. that would not settle well if you had that before <laughs> um 
So things along those lines that are going to be a little bit more suited for after is ones that I would not, you know, have before or with nuts, like kind bars, a lot of fiber, that kind of stuff we want to have after. Very, very good advice. How long Mm -hmm. does it take to process carbs before they're ready to be used? So help me, help me understand when I should eat. So they're available for energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a great question. So I would say, um, we typically go off of, we want to have things that are, if it's an hour or so or longer, then we can do things that are a little bit more moderate protein, moderate fat, high carb. So those could be things like, um, having some peanut butter pretzels, for example, that would be something that has like a little bit of both, but not like a crazy amount of those higher fat and protein options. Uh, If we're getting towards under an hour, even like 15 minutes before, for example, those things would be along the lines of having those really simple carbohydrates. So that would be things in sports drinks, that would be uh, those fruit snacks, that kind of thing that you should be able to have that pretty close up to your performance. And I think it's helpful to practice that obviously before a meet (laughs) so you're not just like i'm gonna try this and it doesn't go great so that's one that you do kind of have to practice a little bit but you can train your stomach to uh have that and a lot of people find it really helpful to have something pretty close up to it yeah and i think that's something i i know i do but i haven't heard before is like practice your meat eating during practice right we practice everything else (laughs) but you need to know what works when and how much mm-hmm. I think your stomach can tolerate what you're eating. Um, mm-hmm. because sensitivity to it is part of it too. If you feel like garbage because your stomach doesn't like what you're putting into it, it doesn't matter how good it is for you. Uh, yes. it, it, it's not the right call. Um, so mm-hmm. figure that out in practice instead of rolling up on the blocks and be like, hey, I probably shouldn't have had that. Um, totally. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's great advice. Let's, let's mm-hmm. flip it over to post-practice, post-meet, post-performance eating to Mm -hmm. recover, to repair your body. Absolutely. The what and why, how do you do it? And why is it so darn important? Yes, totally. So what we talk about at the university is we go with the three R's. We talk about refuel, rebuild, and repair. So we talked about the refuel part. That's going to be the carbohydrate piece. Rebuild and repair, those are helpful for after. So what rebuild is, is that's going to be your protein sources, right? So we go through a lot of, um, we use up a lot of muscle. There's some damage that happens with that. We need to rebuild our muscle with protein. So that's what's important to prioritize for after. And there is a little bit of a window with that too. So that one you do actually want to have pretty soon after your activity is done. So within 30 minutes is kind of the most helpful way of doing that to get kind of the most repair that you're able to do with that part. So that's rebuild and then repair is going to be with antioxidants to help decrease any of the damage that was done with exercise. Um, so exercise, I mean, it is it is damage technically, right? It's yeah, absolutely. Re- reconstructing your muscles. It's very it's hard on the body so that's why we do have to be so aware of fueling for it and making sure we are having enough uh and repairing that damage that was done with anti-inflammatory foods 
antioxidants. Um, so some examples of that would be like turmeric is a big one, uh, tart cherry juice, those kinds of things that are just in fruits, vegetables, or else those other kind of nutrients that might be hot hot button things that you've heard of <laughs> before. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are kind of the things to prioritize for after. And then also fluid electrolytes, right? That can even be done during or before with those sports drinks as well. Uh, but I would say electrolytes, replenishing hydration. So those are kind of the big, big ones. Excellent. Yeah. I haven't heard much about the antioxidants, definitely the protein after for the, the rebuilding, mm -hmm. but, uh, mm -hmm. not for the repair and the antioxidants. So that's a good one to add uh, to the list. Mm -hmm. It sounds like those foods are a little more nuanced. I mean, are there any general foods that I can uh, just grab out of the fridge or out of the pantry that would be good for antioxidants? Totally. Yeah. So another big one too is going to be like dark chocolate, right? That one Done. might be a little bit more. <laughs> yes, a little more kid friendly. I'm like, perfect. Okay, dark chocolate, uh, cherries. Those are kind of the other ones, right? Oh, good. Um, or just in general, you could have just fruits, vegetables are going to generally have those antioxidants, berries, any of those things doesn't have to be fancy. Excellent. So we got yeah. fueling before, rebuilding, repairing after, uh, and refueling after a little bit too. How does it work when you have start and stop periods of time of activity? Like, let's say I have a practice and then I've got like a 20 minute break and then I've got weight training and then I'm done. What do I do in between? Mm -hmm. Do I refuel for the next exercise? Do I recover from the first one or rebuild, start my rebuilding process? What's mm -hmm. that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. So I would say going off of a little bit more of what we talked about before with the timing aspect, if, if there's going to be high intensity activity, I would aim for having more of those carb kind of focused things just because you're not going to feel great if you're doing right. anything too intense. Um, and if you are doing, for example, weightlifting, then that's something where you will want to prioritize the protein piece for right after, right? right? So it might be beneficial to have something during that time, though, of having carbohydrates to refuel what you burned off before. So that way you're going into your training session with more of that fuel to help it break down that versus if it runs out of those carbohydrate stores that's when your body actually, if it needs it quickly and needs glucose quickly, it will start to break down more of the tissues and muscle. So carbs actually help with more of that muscle maintenance piece too, going into it. Uh, so I would say replenishing with carbs and hydration electrolytes would be the biggest thing for in between there. Yep. Um, except for if it's a meat day and you have like a couple hours in between, for example, I would probably have something like a Uncrustable or something easy like that, PB&J, uh, to have some a little more sustenance in okay. between. So mm -hmm. longer periods of time, you can kind of refuel and rebuild. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. Short periods of time, stick with the refuel. Um, yes. If you're done for the day, hit it all, right? Yeah, if you, if you got you go. <laughs> an overnight period, you're going to refuel, rebuild, and repair, uh, eat for it all. Yeah, excellent. totally. Um, I think that handles a lot of the questions. I think I'm just going to look real quick what we had for the kids. Uh, how do you eat for prelims and finals? I think we kind of just talked about that, right? Mm -hmm. When you're done with prelims and you have a five to six hour gap till finals, go ahead. More sustenance, yes. get it food in your body, rebuild. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, ooh, here's... Just, just a quick, com oh, sorry. Yeah. A quick no, comment go. with that one too is with meals, we typically talk about uh, 
it's helpful to have a visual plate method almost. So what we talk about with that is usually on those higher intensity days, we want to have half of our plate be grains and then one quarter or so be protein. So like your meats, that kind of options, beans, nuts, and then the other quarter of that being color. So like fruits, vegetables, and then obviously having fat within that, whether you like cook it with that or add it on there uh, and along with dairy as well, sprinkle some cheese on it, whatever it might be. So that's kind of what we look at for an overall like, hey, this is what we want our plates to look like um, for those higher intensity days. Awesome. A good question Mm -hmm. from uh, one of our Instagram followers is, what do you do about early morning practice for fueling? Like it's usually as a swimmer, you're up you're probably not awake until you get to the pool. Uh, (laughs) And and somehow you're going to go do a two hour fairly intense practice. How do you fuel for that? What's the strategy? Mm -hmm. Totally. So I would say one, um, before going to bed, I think you definitely could have a more, uh, a bigger snack, for example, make sure you have like a really good dinner, bigger snack. So having something with more, protein and more carbs at the nighttime snack to help kind of hold you over for night at least. And then I would encourage to having some of those simple carbohydrates for before. So if that's an applesauce, if it's a fruit snack, if it's some apple juice, um, a sports drink, I think it's important to at least have something because a lot of times people will not eat, for example, because they're like, oh, I can't, my stomach can't handle it. But then that also is not good either for your stomach because then it's like, hello, I need to eat something. And that doesn't make it feel good either. So it's important to put something in your stomach. uh, And I think those are the best options for those moments. Excellent. Excellent. Take this to a practical level. A lot of the kids listening are going to be high school kids, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to get up in the morning. They're going to rush off to school. They're going to be in classes all day and then go Mm -hmm. straight to practice. How do they eat well throughout the day? Mm-hmm. And make it practical where they don't have to bring like a catering service with them to school. Oh my gosh. Yes. That is a common thing with our college athletes too. They're gone all day and early mornings, all that kind of stuff. So definitely get it. Uh, I would say, honestly, like keep it simple. I think people put a lot of pressure on like, oh my gosh, if I can't make a full breakfast, if I can't do all this, then I'm just not going to do it, for example. Uh, I think it's great to have some of those more pantry-stable things in your backpack and just keep it stocked. So I think just like look at uh, what are some good options like protein bars if you are really struggling to get in a breakfast. I think prioritizing something along those lines of having protein, carbs, you could put some fruit or dried fruit in your backpack, nuts, that kind of stuff is all really helpful to have on hand that is going to be very like uh, sufficient with what you are needing. And if you don't have time or are struggling to get in a breakfast, like those are all great options uh, to have on hand or even like beef jerky or things along those lines for more protein. So I would say just keep it stocked yeah. <laughs> your backpack your backpack and, or your locker becomes a pantry yes basically yeah it and if you least. yeah totally and also too there's a lot of really great options like uh core power and fair life so that they have higher protein 
um, they're like chocolate milk drinks, for example, or like strawberry banana drinks that are higher protein. And those are shelf stable. So you can actually just keep them in your backpack. You can keep them in your locker. Um, those are really helpful too if you are in class all day and you don't want to be opening a super like <laughs> loud uh, thing in class or be that person that, yeah, is eating loud in class. Yeah. Um, then those are really easy to help kind of get you the the nutrition you you need and just do it a little bit more passively, not needing to think about it, not needing to uh, think too much about it. So yeah, that's, the, that's, that's great yeah, advice. A good great option. advice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Always have food available and decent food and, and you'll be fine and eat it. Yes. Right. That's the yeah, other part. You right. gotta take time. <laughs> Remember to eat it, make a schedule almost, yep. or kind of think about like, yes, this is when I eat this. This is when I do this. That's the nice thing about high school, right? It's for the most part, you guys will have a schedule. Yeah, it's and... very regimented, right? It yes. doesn't change too mm-hmm. much. You don't have Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes, then Tuesday, Thursdays and all that stuff. Yeah. It's about the mm-hmm. same every day. You can pick your eating times, build yep. a schedule. Uh, and roll from there and get used to yep. eating, get yes. used to eating. Um, mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about iron. Um, I've mm-hmm. just been in some conversations lately uh, around athletics in general and um, the thought that there may be a lot of people out there that are deficient in iron and, and mm-hmm. your standard um, kind of uh, blood test for hemoglobin doesn't catch it. Mm, yeah. So they're, yes, they're, they're measuring down to like the ferritin <laughs> level which we've mm-hmm. got to get the details of that uh, to help mm-hmm. identify it. Are you seeing something similar or what are your thoughts on um, keeping track of your iron mm-hmm. as an athlete? Yeah, definitely. So that is a huge one, right? For adolescents and for athletes, that's going to be a big factor. I would say the the people that are most at risk are going to be uh, biological females that are menstruating, uh, along with people that have any dietary restrictions of like vegan, vegetarian, or even just any restrictive eating. So if that is an eating disorder or um, not fueling enough, right, then those are all people that definitely should uh, consider watching this a little bit closely. So with ferritin, that's going to be why it's more helpful to be able to check that is because that's going to be your stores of iron. So it detects it a little bit quicker uh, than if you were hopefully not having symptoms yet of too much iron deficiency, uh, feeling really fatigued, pale, uh, soreness, bad, not feeling recovered for your workouts, those kinds of things. Uh, Hopefully that catches that a little bit sooner. So those are your stores of it that hemoglobin is kind of more the circulating one. So hemoglobin, it will take from your ferritin, right, for a while before it kind of shows up as like, uh uh-oh, hemoglobin is low. That means, uh (laughs) uh-oh, ferritin is like really low. Yeah, nothing left in the um, storage house there. Right. So that's, I'd say ferritin is kind of the gold standard to look for it. Uh, However, if you are having some of those symptoms, or even if you just kind of want to stay on top of it, I do know of a a free app, actually, that's been really cool. It's called a Nemo check, where you can take picture of your fingernails, and it will... Yeah, right. It'll help detect your uh, hemoglobin with that. And of course, that's not like the only way to check it or the way you should check it all the time. But just kind of keep it in check. Maybe if you notice it decreases or something, go in and get more tests done with that. 
Uh, we typically do it yearly, I believe, for our athletes, unless if they're more at risk or were deficient before. Uh, it's a it's a big one, definitely. And I would say that and vitamin D for swimmers too. Okay. Um, you guys aren't you guys aren't outside, right, <laughs> all the time. I wish. So. I know, right? So yes, not getting as much vitamin D, especially in Minnesota in the winters, that is a big one that we actually see with a lot of athletes that is just like uh, low. And is our su- our supplements kind of the basic course of action from there? Obviously work with your doctor, um, but mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. A, a vitamin supplement typically what people go to for that? Yeah, I would say especially with vitamin D because that one, uh, it's just not as available in food sources it's really like the sun is like the most bioavailable with it um and we can't really control that part (laughs) so if we're not having a lot of things that are fortified with vitamin d like those core powers like dairy products milk cheese that kind of stuff then eh, it's it's gonna be a little trickier to get enough of that one very cool all right. Yeah. To wrap things up, what are the two or three things that you want people to leave with knowing uh, that can help them as uh, a healthy person, as an athlete, uh, mm-hmm. and, and being a good eater, as I like to say? Yes, completely. So I definitely like to talk about uh, sort of the foundation with nutrition is, I think, the biggest piece with it to start with before you get to the kind of minute details of like, oh my gosh, am I getting enough iron? Am I doing this? Is this perfect? Is this not? Whatever. I think what you have to kind of do first is make sure you're consistent with eating enough meals, snacks in the day. Try to get that as a kind of basic form of nutrition. Um, Because if you're having super long gaps, if you sometimes eat breakfast, you sometimes only eat dinner for the day, like we got to start there. (laughs) So focus on consistency. Yes, with that. And then I would say next is kind of balance. Um, Balance with those macronutrients of like, am I getting carbs? Am I getting protein, fat with those meals? Is that feeling like balanced with it? Um, That's kind of the next step, I would say, with trying to get like, are my, um, am I getting all the food groups? Am I balancing out those carbs, protein, fat um, with those meals and snacks? And then lastly, variety. I think variety is the biggest thing that sometimes I see in athletes where they get worried to eat different foods, or maybe there's some like diet culture that's uh, went into that a little bit more of like, this food's bad, this food you should avoid, blah, blah, blah. And it makes their variety smaller and smaller. Uh, And that's um, a problem, right? We want to have, yeah, all of those different things, because otherwise it will actually put you at risk for deficiencies um, of different micronutrients, like iron, for example. So we do want to make sure variety is a big key piece as well. So I think those are the three things to kind of get down and then you can start to think about, okay, where can I even enhance my performance nutrition, right? Of having those antioxidants or having, making sure the protein is going well after um, all those other kind of parts of performance nutrition. Yeah, I, I think that's great advice. As you probably know, a lot of athletes, and especially within swimmers, there's a lot of type A personalities that are always shooting yeah. for <laughs> perfect, right? What's yes. the perfect way to eat? Uh, and they get exactly. down into those into the minutia and the details, and they don't go back to, like you said, start by having a schedule. 
right? Yes. Just make sure you're mm -hmm. eating at the right times a day. And then yes. next would be make sure you're eating the right balance of macros on those yep. times a day. And then mm -hmm. once you get that mastered, get yes. into the nitty gritty of, like you said, the antioxidants, the good carbs mm -hmm. over bad carbs or not so good carbs, I should call them the right protein mm -hmm. and then dial it in. That is amazing mm -hmm. advice and a way to make this, I think for everyone out there, practical um, mm -hmm. and not go right to the end, but let's start with the good habits. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think especially as high school students too, like keep it somewhat simple for meals, right? Like you got, we don't have time to <laughs> make a no. five-star meal all the time. Like just have things that are a little bit more simple and convenient sometimes like having um, rice or like those microwavable bags of rice or the um, pasta ones, getting pre-cooked chicken at like Trader Joe's. Yep. I'm like a huge Trader Joe's advocate. So sorry for those. No, so don't, you can plug don't anything you want. by one. We don't advertise. So it, anything's good. <laughs> Trader Joe's exactly. go. Yeah. So there you go. They make making meals easy where you can just put things together and doesn't have to be anything super um, crazy to do. Right. So just put those meals together, have something along those lines of protein, carbs, and fat and Hey, call it the best you can do for that time. That's awesome. Well, I want to thank yep. you so much for your time uh, before we kind of close out here. Uh, very valuable swimmers out there. Please listen, get this advice. Nutrition is probably the biggest thing you have uh, on your mm -hmm. plate where you can improve that you're just not aware of. Maybe sleep might be mm -hmm. up there too, but we're not going to yes. crack, crack, <laughs> crack the teenage sleep code just yet. Yep. Mm -hmm. Totally. <laughs>